Our reading for this evening, then, comes from James, chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. Blessed is anyone who endures temptation. Such a one has stood the test and will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. No one, when tempted, should say, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and God himself tempts no one. But one is tempted by one's own desire, being lured and enticed by it. Then, when that desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And that sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my beloved. Every generous act of giving, with every perfect gift, is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of God's own purpose, God gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of firstfruits of God's creatures. Here ends our reading. James is one of the books of the Bible that if given the choice, Luther would have thrown out. He was so beat up by the church's focus on good works, bringing one nearer salvation, that Luther cringed at James's focus on how one lives out one's faith. This is the same letter that says later, faith without works is dead, which we might be a little more familiar with. And it just teeters at the edge of that works righteousness, which is a huge heresy in the Lutheran flavor of Christianity. This near allergic reaction to any type of faith works has played a role in legitimizing armchair theologians, those who live in the world of the mind rather than practical theology, letting faith move from the head to the heart. The heart is where many of us, or the head is where many of us are most comfortable. Thinking about God, talking about God, reading about God, even praying to or sometimes about God. And where the challenge comes is in the action. James convicts us, convicts all of us, because he says thinking isn't enough. Talking isn't enough. Reading scripture isn't enough. It isn't enough when it comes to a living faith. Hello. (laughs) I got it right. (laughs) So let's be clear. God's salvation is unconditional. I don't want that to be confused. It is yours. It is mine. Long before our response, it is promised and it is delivered. But James pushes us. What are we going to do with this great, free gift of grace? What are we doing with the living faith generously and graciously handed to us? Will we let it die? Will we care for it? What will we do with the gospel? This good news of God through Christ. Is it just a spiritual idea that sounds nice? Or does it do something? Does it change something? More importantly, does it change us? So James calls us to account for ourselves. If our actions don't match our lofty words, then our religion 
any religion is useless. It's just a human group of like-minded people gathering around a smattering of words that make them feel better about themselves rather than a spirit-inspired gathering of God-loved and God-loving creations being transformed and prepared for service. In this passage, James speaks specifically of temptation. He points out first that God is not the one who tempts. God is not the one who tests. Our temptations and our testing come from our own desires. Desires that do not affirm life and love, wholeness and healing. Now don't get me wrong, desire in and of itself isn't bad. It's good. We are made to desire. To desire companionship and justice. To desire pleasure and blessedness. Most of all, to desire God. Temptation is when we allow our desires to become perverted. Turning desire into something that harms, takes, curses, and denies the goodness of God. It becomes sin when desire for companionship becomes abuse. When desire for justice becomes judgment. When desire for pleasure becomes gluttony. When desire for God becomes a desire to be God. On the other side of this, rather than taking for the self, James says every act of giving is from God. It's from our God-given hearts of love. Every time we give freely, we acknowledge God's divine gift to us. Every time we let our lives speak generosity, we affirm God's divine gift of us, that we are God's first fruits of all the creatures. We are God's intended best gifts to creation. Imagine that. You are God's best intentional gift to the world. So healthy religion then turns us to those who are vulnerable and powerless, marginalized and forgotten, to the nuisances and the nobodies, to the garbage dumps that were once lakes and oceans, meadows and woodlands. Healthy religion, God-given faith, moves us from just thinking about right and wrong, justice and peace, and drives us to live that faith in our daily lives. I was reminded of a Casting Crown song called Life Song, and it says, Empty hands held high. Such small sacrifice, if not joined with my life, I sing in vain tonight. May the words that I say and the things I do make my life song sing, bring a smile to you. And then let my life song sing to you. Let my life song sing to you. I want to sign your name to the end of this day, knowing that my heart was true. Let my life song sing to you. Perhaps it's as simple as that. God has given us all good things. Bodies, food, water, air, life, companionship, and love. Our actions are the songs we sing in Thanksgiving. Our life song. Dedicated to God. Lived in faith for the whole world. Amen.